Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp here for the Fightful.com podcast, November 28th edition. We're talking Monday Night Raw, a little house of hardcore. We're talking maybe the death of superstars. Also, a, an announcement of a big announcement in the MMA world. Who the hell knows? I'll talk a little bit about that, too. It feels like it's been a month since I've seen you people. It's really been <laughs> last Wednesday. It has been months since we've seen Trina, who's joining us. <laughs> Uh, let's let's just say this house of glory ring announcer yeah <laughs> yeah 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 um just announced today so uh glory pro is going to be february 19th in alton illinois um glory pro, my bad. Yeah, no it's okay it's totally fine house of glory. Yeah. i mean look I'm, house of hardcore is on saturday i think that's what you're thinking but yes. um yes uh but the the main event right now that we have is matt riddle uh versus big mike elgin so i'm super no, super excited about that i know i know that bro <laughs> we know matthew riddle i'm very excited to see that i know that uh yourself and michael elgin have, uh, have been heavily promoting this show all over social media can't wait to see how that works out I love like the incentive that he does on social media to its creative way mm-hmm. to to sell some tickets. I like it. Yeah, we're also joined. We're also joined by Fightful.com associate editor Alex Palowski. Alex, how are you? Uh, I'm doing well. Uh, after a raw like that, um, which was unheard of about three weeks ago, mm-hmm. I'm doing pretty good. Yeah, I think it's back to back back to back weeks of not decent, good Monday Night Raws. And yes. man, if you would have told me that I'd be saying that towards the end of this year, they, I don't know, I, I just, I hope they don't coast into Roadblock because they've had a couple of good shows. Wait, 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 wait. That's Roadblock end of the line to you, pal. <laughs> oh, sorry. Oh, I'm so sorry. The whole, uh, somebody said the whole thing. It's contractually obligated. Somebody <laughs> sent me a tweet that said that it sounds like a bad WWE Studios movie and it does <laughs> roadblock into the line sounds roadblock like the version two, end of the line right it's randy like the orton. version they Misery. they can't get randy orton for this one they have to go with ted dibiase jr the main <laughs> event of end of the line sorry guys so we get this chris jericho kevin owens segment to open up the show they they make fun of americans <laughs> roman reigns comes out he wants another shot Kevin Owens stumbles over his words, and I think that he and Chris Jericho did a fantastic job of saving that. <laughs> Trina, what's going to happen if you stumble over your words at Ring of House of Glory Pro? <laughs> I have no idea. I mean, people people are threatening to uh, throw streamers at me and all sorts of stuff. I have no idea what's going to go on at this thing. Um, I think I might just burst into tears and puke and like dab all at the same time, like all of those <laughs> things. So we're building this up to be uh, quite a show. So we'll see. The rule is, when in doubt, dab. Dab, yeah. Puke, dab, or, puke, cry. Yeah, yeah, when in doubt, vomit. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll if you see. can't vomit, dab. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> 
I love that uh, Chris Jericho blamed Sin Cara for interfering in the match, saying that he was wearing the mask of Jericho. Put it on, man. <laughs> I was so proud of that. I was, I was happy with the whole thing. I love that they, they've done this Sin Cara involvement. Fantastic. Um, Roman Reigns does oh, all this crap. <laughs> that I, That's his name. That's what I call him, Smarmy <laughs> Joe. Just coming in like, hey, boys, how you doing? You miss me? And like, oh, God, he's just he's awful. He's Alan Thicke in wrestler form. <laughs> yeah, it, it was it was pretty rough, uh, the, the rain stuff. Either way, he got a match. Uh, in the midst of him getting a match against Kevin Owens tonight that would earn him a shot at roadblock in the line, Kevin Owens tells Chris Jericho to shut up. Later on, we see the two argue. And uh, I'll jump right into the Seth Rollins thing. Chris Jericho is leaving after arguing with Kevin Owens. And Seth Rollins is there at his limo and beats the living shit out of him. And boy, did it get a pop. It got a huge pop. A fantastic pop. And I thought this was a great segment. Trina, what did you think of the, the tease of dissension between Kevin Owens and Chris Jericho, do you think this is the end? Because Kevin Owens was rather upset later in the night. He was, yeah. So, I mean, when it happened initially, when, when you told him to shut up, um, I am the Marky Smart, and so I, I bought it, and I, I tweeted that I'm not ready for this. I'm not ready for their breakup. Um, you know, and, and it's funny because I tweeted actually earlier that they are real-life Terrence and Phillip. <laughs> like, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing. One more thing, too. too. I know. I have to call back one more thing because, you know, wrestling, MMA, boxing. Um, when you say Roman Reigns is the smarmy Roman Reigns, smarmy Joe, uh, I don't know if you guys ever saw Tim Sylvia on Blind Date. That's really oh, smarmy. God. And also Luke Rockhold on Millionaire Matchmaker. Super smarmy. So that's, ever, that's what he's channeling. Did you ever see Paul Buentello when he tried to get the, the consequences promo over? Oof. He tried to get the crowd to go when he said like something like, uh, don't fear me. He wanted the crowd to, ch- to chant, fear the consequences. <laughs> and it, that shit failed so bad. And I feel like that's what happens when Roman Reigns comes out here and tries this hokey shit. He doesn't need to do that hokey shit, Mm-mm. which the unfortunate thing is Goldberg's back. He's the no nonsense. <laughs> I'm going to beat the living shit out of you in 60 seconds guy now. Mm-hmm. So they, I guess I don't know if they feel like that can't be Roman Reigns, but I don't know. Uh, Alex, you you're forced to cover this every every Reigns promo now that now that you know he's, he's on Raw. You cover Raw. Yep. E. Uh, listen, he comes out carrying the the damn belt like it's a it's his book bag. It's a blazer. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, it's, yes, exactly. Like he's got a sweater knotted about his shoulders. <laughs> he's one he's strapping his like Channing Tatum in oh, Twenty One Jump Street. Uh, and I was just, I was right there with you, Trina. I was like, no, 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 you guys, you can't break up until I get a Christmas gift of Jericho and a Christmas lift of Jericho mm-hmm. segment. I need those before the whole thing goes away. Oh, that's uh, happening. Also, your Terrence and Philip thing. I do want when they actually do break up. To them, just be across the arena from each other going, I'm oh. not your buddy, guy. I'm not your guy, friends. Oh, yes. I'm not your friend, buddy. Like, we got to have that. That has to happen. That has I love to it happen. so much. Uh, <laughs> now, this backstage beating that Seth Rollins gave Chris Jericho, this was very reminiscent of when they, they used to employ more backstage segments, Alex. And I think they need to do it more. We saw this throughout the show, and it worked. Yes, it, it's also a major selling point of WWE 2K17. <laughs> they brought that back into the video game, and they're trying to sell more of that. So I feel like they can do a little cross-promotion there. Uh, I'm surprised that TLC doesn't have a backstage brawl <laughs> to like more coincide with, with that kind of thing. It's, it's a really easy opportunity for that. But no, I really liked the, the – I love a good – Parking lot brawl, um, uh, <laughs> the pedigree on, on the roof of the car 
was uh was not uh you know it was not the best pedigree I've ever seen, but yeah, it was okay. Um, <laughs> I, I do I I did love uh, Seth Rollins, you know, surprising him, not supposed to be there, uh, and it really worked in later when you can see um, uh, you know, uh, Kevin Owens so distraught about Chris Jericho. Um, being, uh, you know, taken to the hospital and he can't be there with him. So I don't know. I mean, maybe they're, uh, maybe they're, maybe they're broken up. Maybe they're not. Yeah. Like I thought, I just thought it was, it was different. Well, it wasn't that different from what they did 15, 16 years ago, but it's different compared to now. Trina, would you, I mean, would you like to see more of this? We saw some of this later on with Cesaro and Sheamus as well. Right, right. Look, I felt like I was 16 again, like 15, 16. I mean, Goldberg's back. They're doing backstage <laughs> brawls. Like people are getting thrown through cars. And like, I mean, it's all the nostalgia. You know, they're just, they're like really feeding into it. And so I, I don't mind it. You know, it's, it's tough. Like, I don't know what the young kids think of it, but um, I love it. And then people were like, some people were saying that even if uh, all of this stuff that we'd seen tonight had gone on in the Attitude Era, it would have been PG for the Attitude Era. So it, it feels reminiscent, but it still feels different. Um, and then someone also mentioned today that if you look back on the Attitude Era stuff, it was all pretty bad, actually. You know, just like botched was. endings. Yeah, it really wasn't great. And so what we're seeing now is is really, really very good for, for what we've been seeing for the I whole mean, year. Last week, we saw a guy walking around with his dong out. I mean, is that PG right, compared exactly. to that? <laughs> right. I mean, and then you have you have Roman Reigns holding the belt that way, and people started tweeting that uh, it's very reminiscent of the way that Stone Cold held the belt, like very disrespectful. So everything's just – everything that's that's old is new again. It's weird. I feel at this, at this point, Reigns is the heel because people love Owens and Jericho <laughs> so much. Now, also not PG are the murders that we get to watch Braun Strowman conduct each week <laughs> on Monday Night Raw. He absolutely killed our truth He <laughs> – he strangled gold dust it, it 20 26 years in the business this kills gold dust i hope i hope they keep him off tv until the rumble i hope in the rumble it's like zane r truth ellsworth gold dust all these people that stroman has just slaughtered trying to come back and get him but uh sammy zane comes out and braun stroman beats the shit out of him again officials break him up and they do a commercial break with Mick Foley heading towards the ring. He's screaming at Sami Zayn saying that this doesn't need to happen. And they're, they're in each other's face about this. And I liked where it was going, but the delivery between these two was a little rough, I thought. Alex, you, you, you accurately predicted Sami Zayn being the guy that would, would eventually stand up to Braun Strowman. Is this what you had in mind? Uh, well... It's too early to say. It seems like they're they're positioning Sammy against Foley here, which is interesting. Uh, I mean, uh, I think you know the, the problem that you know you you may have seen where it was kind of uh, stumbling over things is that uh, Foley was literally stumbling over his own teeth uh, during this this little bit and had to spit yeah. them out onto the canvas. Uh, but. Um, I really liked the their interplay back and forth of, um, you know, uh, Stephanie wanted to fire you. The compromise was I fed you to Braun, and I'm sorry I did that because I did not I did not think he was going to murder you as bad as he did, and I certainly didn't think you were going to say thank you, sir. May I have another? Dude, you need to settle down, or you're going to get yourself killed. And Sammy says, "Did did anybody say that to you? Because." You're what I grew up loving, the guy who would not stay down. I mean, when we, like, it, that's a really, really cool interplay between those two. Like Foley being the guy who, who took more punishment than anyone, now looking back on it, realizing how foolish it was, and trying to save another guy from going down that same path. That's, a, that's an interesting story to tell, and I'm interested to see where, they, where it goes from here. Trina, do you think that Sami Zayn eventually beats Braun Strowman? Um, so first of all, I have to say, I'm a fan of Sami. So when they cut back from commercial and you could hear him say, um, you know, charity case, I just cringed. It was so, 
you know, it just made me feel bad. Um, and now that Alex has brought up this point, he's completely elevated the story into something else. And now I want whatever Alex said, I want that to happen. Like I want, I want Sammy to, to be this juxtaposition with, with, uh, with McFoley and, and sort of mirror his career because I mean, you know, you could put those two up against each other and, and parallel their careers. Um, I think that is really interesting storytelling. I don't know if the younger generation, um, knows about that history but i think for me as an older fan it's fantastic i really love that all in on braun Strowman, man i love that dude love love <laughs> braun yes. Strowman. He this it. is how you book a guy that has weaknesses you cover him up you make him look really strong he basically worked he worked a three-man impromptu gauntlet match like he, he went I wish they had him work through. a 12-man when, gauntlet match. Yeah, they should. They honestly should. Like, they should have him, they should have him come into the, to the Royal Rumble in the middle when no one's been eliminated. And he eliminates, like, nine guys in a, in a row. Just, just tosses this, them all out. The final episode of Superstars, if, if Superstars is to die, which Alex will talk about in a moment, they didn't tape any episodes for, or any matches for Superstars this week, should be Braun Strowman in a gauntlet, killing all of these superstars, all-stars. Just to kill the show off, that's how you do it. Alex, you covered superstars for quite a while. I believe that's what got you this job yes. to begin with. Uh, that, that ceased a few weeks ago as we decided to use your talents and time elsewhere. What are... <laughs> What is your lasting impression of the WWE Superstars program as we know it today? Wow, so many thoughts. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I, I, it would be a lie if I said that I was sorry to see Superstars go. But there's a point where, you know, there's that old dog that's just so riddled with cancer that, you know, you've got to put him out of, its, out of his misery. You know, it's 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 doing more of a disservice to keep the poor old guy around uh, than it would be to just take him to the vet, you know, and and be there with him as he takes his last breaths. Um, yeah, superstars is is has been dead for a while, especially since the 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 draft that killed both superstars and main event because when you have uh you know you split up. The, basically the, the D-level players into two different shows. I mean, you've got Jinder Mahal working matches with Curtis Axel, and no one could possibly care. Uh, so, I mean, this is the one thing that this does, though, is it, it makes me wonder where do certain other people show up uh, when they wind up getting called up? Like, I mean... Why was Jinder Mahal hired? Well, that's 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 true. I mean, your thing is is Jinder Mahal. Why was he hired? Why couldn't Ty Dillinger do it? But I don't want Ty Dillinger anywhere near Superstars of Main Event. He's oh, he's sure. better than that. The guy that I was thinking would be a great worker on Superstars is a guy like Buddy Murphy. He's a really good worker. He's solid in the ring. He knows what he's doing, and he can get his ass beat. That's what you yep. need. You need that guy to lose to Neville every week. I'd rather have Buddy be Buddy Murphy than Jinder Mahal. I honestly think they should be using Neville better than this, too. So, A seven-year run for this incarnation of WWE Superstars, if it is to die, if it is. Uh, we had Cedric Alexander versus Tony Nese. Nese had Drew Gulak uh, at ringside with him. A uh, programming note for tomorrow's podcast. We decided that we're going to do at least tomorrow's podcast following 205 Live. We figured that since it's the first episode – Title match. It would make more sense to do this, the uh, post-SmackDown podcast, after 205 Live. Now, moving forward, we will assess that. It's more likely that we'll do it after SmackDown because just the pattern in which WWE has treated new shows, not too promising. Um, And if we didn't wait until after Talking Smack to do it, we're probably not going to wait until after 205 Live to do it most of the time. But tomorrow night, after 205 Live... Also, I wanted to tell you all, go watch uh, Most Ridiculous with Anna Bauer. The new episode is out. Also, the Matt Riddle podcast from last week is free to non-members. But if you want to get early access to some of that stuff, things like the, the, the um, Most Ridiculous with Anna Bauer, which will be going to our members section soon, uh, you can get early access to those days before anybody else 
by registering at Fightful.com. It's absolutely free, no credit card required. Go over there, register. You get access to our forums, which are growing. Uh, we have a Q&A section in there. Pretty soon, Jimmy Van and I are going to do a podcast where we just do Q&A and talk a little wrestling, just BS it a little bit. But uh, register at Fightful.com. Get all the exclusives early on our site. Also, MMA, pro wrestling, boxing, anything you want, we have it over there. This weekend alone, two Bellator shows, UFC, Ring of Honor pay-per-view, WWE pay-per-view. It is loaded. Loaded. Now, Cedric Alexander got beat. I'll say this. Trina, he's getting a better reaction than any other cruiserweights on the show with no no character build, nothing. Why do you mm-hmm. think that is? Uh, I would like to say it's because he's got, you know, a nice indie indie fan base that's really behind him. I mean, I that's what I see in social media. You see a lot of, um, especially the younger fans, they are all about Cedric Alexander. I mean, there are, you know, like 19-year-olds that are just dying to meet him. And so it's it's really, I think that's what it is. He In the indie scene, he was super, super nice, um, always great with the fans, uh, interacted with them. And so I think now that he's in WWE, I think a lot of that fan base has carried over. Alex, uh, you covered the Cruiserweight Classic. He obviously made quite the impression, but that audience, a little bit different than this audience. Do you think, I mean, what do you attribute this reaction to? I mean, he's just, he's just brilliant in the ring. He really tells the story so well, the, mu- the moves he does, his greatest hits, as I call them, when he does some of his stuff where he does like a backflip into a head scissors, uh, his, spring, his springboard clothesline, he gets so high. Uh, someone, someone said this, and I forget who it was, uh, uh, and I, I thought about it. And it's, it seems really true. That weight loss, it's not just a story. Like, he used to have to push off so much harder to get 230 pounds up over into a, into a Tope Suicida, you know, uh, or, a, a, yeah, a Tope uh, Conhiro. Uh, but he's using the same amount of force because he's just used to that and he, all he has to do is propel 205 pounds. So he gets much higher. Like if there was a fourth rope, he'd be clearing that on some of those things that he's doing. I, I really, really love everything that he does. And honestly, my second favorite guy uh, in the cruiserweight division right now is Tony Nese. I love the way both of them work. I love the way they work off together. I think it's really funny that Drew Gulak is out there with Tony Nese unnoticed and unannounced by, by, by the commentary team until he, he got involved. But he was walking around out there with his weird samurai bathrobe. Uh, and I, I really like the two of them as a team together. Uh, and you, sue me, I, I really love the idea of Alicia Fox and Cedric Alexander as an item. I, I, I want to see where that goes because there's just limitless possibilities. Now, Charlotte is Cedric's hometown, as people are pointing out, but he's getting, the, he's getting better reactions than the rest of the cruiserweight division everywhere. Um, he lost tonight via distraction to Tony or because Drew Gulak distracted him. I really wish if you got a character that's like naturally getting over, don't make them look like a dumbass like this. If you want to beat him, just beat him. But there are no street smart wrestlers anymore. There are no wrestlers who just don't get fooled by that stuff. And a street smart wrestler would probably be a, a popular wrestler. Nobody wants to cheer for a dumbass. Nobody right. wants to cheer for an idiot. Nobody wants to cheer for a fool. Uh, either way, he's fantastic in the ring. And it, it's awesome to see how his hard work and how he was just a guy in Ring of Honor. He was just a dude. I didn't really care to see him. I didn't want to see him. I thought that Veda Scott shit was horrible. I didn't like the angle, the, the lawsuit deal. It was stupid. I hated it. He showed up at the Cruiserweight Classic, and I was automatically interested in seeing him. I saw how, how, much, how much he devoted into getting into shape for that. Like, he knew this was, this was his big shot, and, and it paid off for him. So, good for him. We will get to the women's we'll, – we'll get to the two women's matches – at the uh, end of the show. Rusev versus Enzo Amore. Rusev picks up Enzo, or he clotheslines him, then he kicks Enzo right in the wiener. Now, this was fitting. This was storytelling. This was 
Rusev kicking a dude in a wiener because he had a wiener out in front of his wife. Well, Trina. Trina, (laughs) We got to get the woman's perspective here. Uh, Say some dude dude just walks up to you at Glory Pro with his wiener hanging out. What would you expect your husband to do? I would expect him to grab him or kick him in the wiener or something. I (laughs) hope you would kick him in the wiener. (laughs) Grab him by the wiener. Good Lord. Get it out of here. You're out of your shit with your husband. I was trying to put him over. Jeez. (laughs) Kick him in the wiener is the correct answer. (laughs) Jesus Christ. This is what I bring to the show. This is why you guys miss me, you know. (laughs) Oh, man. So, uh, Alex is – I love Enzo Amore, but is – is Rusev the heel here? He's never the heel, Sean. He's never the heel. Rusev is never the heel because they keep having baby faces come out and assault his wife. And all he does is return fire with righteous indignation. Listen, it's one thing for Roman Reigns to hit Rusev, and Rusev then recoils into his wife and knocks Lana into a cake. It is an entirely different thing for Enzo Amore to commit verbal sexual assault on Lana. And I am not joking. That was disgusting. I did not appreciate most of the things that he would... It's not okay in 2016. It just isn't. It would have been perfectly at home for The Rock to say stuff like that in 2000. But now I don't, I don't like it. I really don't. It feels weird. You can't champion women on the show by putting them in the main event in a kick-ass match and at the same time degrade another woman by talking hey, about maybe how... maybe Enzo was the one getting degraded. Well, it, it, by, by being kicked in the junk, yes. But only as a retaliation for saying that she wanted, she wanted him to stuff her turkey. Like she wanted it. Look, she, she saw, my, she saw my, my, my penis and obviously she wants to have sex with me. That's, that's what a... That's what a, uh, 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 I mean, I don't know. I mean, it just, it just, it, it really, really bugged in, me. In the scope of entertainment, it really, it tiptoes that, 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 that line because it is entertainment and it is scripted, but they, they, they have done this with Lana an awful lot. Now it's like, mm, I don't know, compared to like some, well, I, I shouldn't say compared. It does tiptoe that line. And the, the the championing women and stuff, I don't think that that affects that. Maybe it does. Maybe I'm just from somebody. Oh, gosh. Somebody says, would love to hear Russo chime in on this. No, you wouldn't. No, you wouldn't. <laughs> We're getting a bunch of head shakes here. No, you wouldn't. Um, somebody is comparing you to Broken Matt Hardy, calling you hashtag triggered Alex. Oh, Possibly. boy. It's possible. This is the no, seriously, this like is the if, if 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 somebody says said that to my wife, I'd do a lot worse than kick him in the dick. Oh, of course, of course, sure. You know, so yeah. But I mean, this is entertainment. Like, it's like where do you draw the line for entertainment? It's either, it's it's and it is that weird. Like, well, it's reality, but it's not reality. It's sports, but it's not sports. For both sides, it's like where do you draw the line? For for what's considered offensive and what's considered not offensive. For my own, it's my tough own, for me. my own personal line was crossed tonight. That's that's what I will say. Sure. And your 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 mileage may vary, you know, as 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 the great say. Like I, I'm I'm, but for me, yeah, this was it tonight. Mm-hmm. I mean. It was it was bad. I mean, I, it did you know it caught my ear for sure. Um, I think they definitely. We're, you know, it was it crossed the line and in the, like, we are way too into the Attitude Era now, you know? I mean, there were too many, too many things that harkened back to the Attitude Era, and I think that was the one thing that was, like, mm, too much. Because the weirdest thing is that they cut to a bunch of kids afterwards. Like, they cut to the crowd reaction, and it was, like, children. And, I'm like, what has happened? This is not... Like, this is not cool. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm, maybe I'm not as triggered as Alex, but I, I get it. You know, definitely uh, crossed the line. Yeah, I, I see. I see the point. I'm not personally offended. Then again, I'm not a woman. It's hard for me to look from that perspective. Also, I mean, if they have Lana walking around on all fours, barking like a dog, yeah, I'll, I'll probably be 
hashtag triggered too because yeah um well i didn't expect to unpack all of that rich swan versus noam dwar uh rich swan wins but he got a little bit of mic time after this alex uh it, it was decent it was okay he looked a little yeah, no. crazy and i and i liked that i liked that he looked a right. little crazy I really like Rich Swan. I really loved everything Brian Kendrick was doing on commentary. When he, when he called Byron Sexton a quitter, like it was just vicious. Like it was really, really good stuff that Kendrick was doing. Um, the match was fine. Swan gets on, on the mic. He's doing some good stuff. But the crowd could not have given less of a shit if they were really, really constipated. Like they did not care and i feel like they've really messed up this cruiserweight thing and i i'm i'm hoping that 205 live finds its niche audience the people who love the cruiserweight classic will be able to tune into that and watch that and love that because it'll be more like that like there are two cruiserweight matches tonight and they both revolved heavily around rest holds and that's just not the kind of cruiserweight action that i fell in love with uh, watching Nitro 20 years ago and covering the CWC this summer. Trina, do you think Rich Swan takes home the title tomorrow? I don't, but I do, I do like what they did with him tonight, that they gave him the mic and, and gave him a little bit more personality than just a dude that dances. Um, I think everybody really liked you know, the promo that he cut. And I agree with Alex, the, the stuff that Kendrick was saying, that, that stuff actually triggered me because I was like, leave Byron Saxton alone. I think Brian Kendrick's on drugs and I have no idea what's happening right now. And so it almost feels like that whole segment was um, a promo for 205 for the TV audience because, you know, the, the audience in the, in the arena couldn't hear any of the weird stuff Kendrick was saying. So I think it was for the TV viewer to be like, what is going on right now? Um, suddenly Rich Swan's saying weird stuff and Kendrick's on drugs. I have no idea. So it's like, you know, the whole segment to me was good. Um, but I, I did notice that the crowd was dead. And I feel like maybe, you know, that was for the home audience. They need to do this with more of the talents. It's got to happen to just, just more than, than Rich Swan. Uh, we see Cesaro and Sheamus in a bar talking about how they never have to team again. And they, they, talk, they are like, can you believe Mick Foley thought this would work? And they said, well, we, at least we have Survivor Series. Then they get made fun of by a bunch of indie wrestlers, one of which, Tessa Blanchard. That was, hey, familiar face. Then they beat the shit out of all of them. I love this. This was another one of those backstage segments. Trina, this, this was fantastic to me. It was awesome. Um, I was saying, I'm like, where is this bar? I totally want to go to this bar. I mean, there's no, there's no place in the... This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply universe that this bar exists where it's just like Seamus and Cesaro in in like formal wear and then a bunch of indie wrestlers in the back Tessa Blanchard looked beautiful by the way um I saw her right away and and it's just a bunch of indie wrestlers in the back and um I tweeted I was like I want to be at this bar this is amazing uh maybe we can have a semblance of this bar at Glory Pro February 19th in Alton Illinois and then maybe we can have a bunch of indie wrestlers at a bar too so hopefully we can do the same thing Somebody asked what that abomination on your bed was. I think they were talking about your dog. My dog? I can pull him. I can put him on camera. No cameras from sure. the dog. <laughs> Alex, someone uh, tap in the, uh, on the discus boards asks, 
does Shazaro beat New Day at, T- or at Roadblock to win the titles? That is after the demolition record is broken. Right. Well, I think somebody does. Um, my thought is my thought had been before this segment that they they would have had New Day come out at Roadblock and say, "Hey, we're still champs, and there's nobody left for us to beat." And then the revival would come out and beat them. Um, but after this segment, uh, it, it certainly looks as though uh, uh, Shazaro is uh, is is whole and getting along. And this is like they, they told such a great story in this one segment of them. Like, can you believe they actually had him argue a little bit again? Um, and and uh, by the end, they were best buds toasting with a Guinness. Like it even like Cesaro, like he, he showed he had changed that he was like, like, hey, you're my friend. You drink Guinness. I'm going to get rid of the 007 martini and i'm gonna drink a guinness too friend let's toast to the fact that we just threw a guy through a wall you know what i mean like it was really it was really great i i, I loved almost everything about this segment except for the fact that somebody wrote a village people joke and had that one indie wrestler say it because that's so timely uh but uh but otherwise i was i really loved this whole thing and i, I did not expect to when it when it when it showed Seamus sitting at a bar. I was like, oh, God, this is going to be terrible. And it was great. I loved it. Would you say that the village people joke hashtag triggered you, Alex? <laughs> no, it didn't, didn't trigger me. Not necessarily. Uh, no. You never know. You never know. You never know with me. My, my triggers are all over the place. <laughs> Roman Reigns, Kevin Owens. This is a fine, fine match. Roman Reigns won. Clean. Hmm. Surprise, surprise. So what happens with the U.S. title? It just goes undefended when you have these rosters split in half? Does Do maybe Kevin Owens and Chris Jericho cost him this title? Alex, that's the real question I have. Yeah, I, I'm, I don't I, – it seems like it's not a title for title. Like it's if not. Owens beats Roman, he doesn't get the U.S. title. But if Correct. Roman beats Owens, he gets the universal title, uh, which isn't fair at all. Uh, um, so I'm hoping they, they switch that and at least make that up for grabs as well before, before uh, Roadblock, end of the line. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess the U.S. title is kind of just not really important right now. They don't have anybody to feud with Roman over it. What they should be doing is, is just – just putting, uh, you know, Braun Strowman on the U.S. Title Express and, and putting him in matches with with Roman Reigns. Um, you know, even if he winds up losing, but he's going to eventually. I think the story is that that's. Uh, I think Reigns beating Braun Strowman is a terrible idea. Well, that's the whole thing is I don't think that's what's going to happen to begin with. I think the great the way that that you you have because at this point, I think they've kind of nerfed Brock Lesnar. So you need a new beast for your for your hero to conquer, and that guy's Braun Strowman. Um, uh, I think they're going to do that. I don't think that they should do that. I think they're going to do that. I think it's 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 uh, it's a foregone conclusion. And I'm just trying to find the silver lining in this cloud. Yeah, I don't think Reigns would gain anything from that. It would hurt Strowman. But yeah, they got to do something with this title. Um, Trina, any surprise that, that Reigns pulled off the victory here? I mean, it was it seemed kind of obvious that's the direction they were going, if not Jericho versus Owens or Right, right. Well, I you know, I feel like WWE and to carry on with this theme just loves to hashtag trigger wrestling internet um by always teasing Reigns is gonna have all the titles all the time and he's just gonna win all the time. Um because yeah, that was that's what, what happened. I mean, he won and suddenly people were posting all these pictures of Roman with both belts. Um and people were freaking out. So I think, you know, it's it's I think WWE just likes to mess with us sometimes. Like they know that that's our thing that we that we hate um, that Romans push, and and so every once in a while they like give us a little bit, and then we all get all angry about it, and we <laughs> have a little hissy fits. Kevin Owens had a hissy fit over Chris Jericho. He says that Chris Jericho getting hurt, getting pedigreed on top of the car, was the reason that he lost because his head was not in the right place. He felt terrible that his best friend was on his way to the hospital. Alex, do you think this writes off 
Chris Jericho for a little while, or he gonna be back I, next week? I I, th- I think it's gonna be basically a co-main with uh, Owens and uh, and Roman and Rollins and Jericho. I think that sure. that Rollins has moved to blaming Jericho for all of his problems now, and that's that's what that little scene was. And now Jericho. Can can get back at Rollins uh, and they can have a, an, an actual feud. I think that's what that's what uh, road a uh, roadblock end of the line is going to be. So we're looking at Rollins Jericho, probably Cesaro and Sheamus against New Day, Reigns Owens, probably a cruiserweight title match, maybe another Sasha Charlotte match. Who knows? Speaking of, well, I'll wait. <laughs> we had a taped segment with Paul Heyman. This is used to announce Brock Lesnar is entering the Royal Rumble. We all kind of knew about that, but Brock Lesnar, Bill Goldberg, Royal Rumble. I'm pumped. Yeah, I'm excited this, to see it. This now, now promo, I'll ask you this, Alex. Hold on. Does Goldberg last longer in the Royal Rumble than he did in the match at Survivor Series? Lesnar, right. Lesnar, you mean? No, either one of them. I, I, I seriously... Does Goldberg wrestle longer in the Royal Rumble than he did at Survivor Series? Uh, I think he might go double. I think he might go the full three oh, minutes. <laughs> I think he might go the full three minutes. I'm going out on a limb here, but I think he might. Um, yeah, uh, I don't know. I, I feel like it's destined for these guys to eliminate each other. You know, with, with the uh, – I mean, it's either, either, either Brock d- straight up eliminates Goldberg – or, or they do the whole thing like one guy clotheslines the other guy over the rope and they both go. Uh, that seems like where they're taking this. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm excited for this, and I, and I wasn't. I was apprehensive before this promo. Uh, they ran a, a poll on their own website, on the WWE's own website, saying, are you excited for Brock Goldberg 3? And 51% of the audience was. 49% That's was like, right. nope, I'm done. I'm out of it. Uh, I would like for them to do that that uh, that same poll now because I think it'll be different because Heyman was great. He hadn't shaved. He was crying from the very beginning. That's that's tough to do. Like as as a stage actor for like 20 years, it's tough to cry on cue. And he was doing it. I mean, he might have put some stuff in his eyes, you know, to, to get him started. But uh, he was he was great. The whole thing of like, listen, I'm I'm scared for Brock. Like, I've never seen him like this. I don't know what he's capable of. You know, like, and there was also something very, very cool that I think is a great layer to this relationship. Paul Heyman is not just the advocate for Brock Lesnar. He's Brock Lesnar's friend, and there's almost a paternal relationship there. Like, he really cares for this guy, and he saw him get really hurt, not just physically hurt, but emotionally hurt, embarrassed, and humiliated, and that that did something to Heyman that we were able to see. And, and I love the idea of what is Brock with a chip on his shoulder going to do? If just the, the other guy was just, you know, out there for laughs, like this, this could be dangerous. And I don't know what he's capable of. I'm sold. It, it was a different side of Heyman. And, and I thought that was good because Heyman has gotten really, really repetitive. Uh, Trina, anything to add? Yeah, I mean, I have to say, as as an MMA wrestling fan, what a hell of a year for Brock Lesnar. Um, I never could have predicted any of this stuff. Um, the ups and downs, I mean, pretty much everything that he did this year, I thought was, you know, the opposite was going to happen, pretty much. I didn't think he was going to win in UFC. I didn't think um, that he was going to lose uh, a couple of weeks ago. And so this is just, this is such crazy storytelling to me. And, and Heyman was brilliant. Um, to me, it, it almost reminds me of um, Lucha Underground with Katrina and like that, uh, that stone biscuit thing that she carries around. Like it's, <laughs> he's almost like a power source, you know, like it, um, a paternal sort of thing, you know, like I think uh, seeing Heyman like that just puts Brock in another light. And I think uh, gives some depth to that character. New day. Gallows Anderson. I like that Stephanie McMahon and Mick Foley are making New Day defend their championships each week because they haven't a whole lot over the past year and a half. Now, to be fair, they have about as much, if not more, than Demolition did during their run, so I don't see a problem with that. Because I went back and looked, and damn, outside of some MSG shows that weren't televised, Demolition didn't defend their titles that often. 
And back then, it seemed like every other match ended in DQ or countout. Like, I go back and I watch old wrestling, and that's all that happens. I thought this was a fine match as well. Uh, Xavier Woods kicked out of about 900 different things to the point to where he, when he was on the ramp after they won, he said, I'm the kickout king. I'm the kickout king. They cheated to win. I like this because it shows that they that this means something to them to the point to where they will go beyond where they have been going for the past nine months or so. They are willing to sacrifice their integrity for their legacy because they, this is important to them. Trina, would you do the same thing? I think it fits with their character. You know, I mean, they, they've been faces, heels, tweeners this whole time. Um, I think when we look back at New Day, like 20 years from now or whatever, whenever they're inducted into the Hall of Fame, um, we'll like the shenanigans. You know, I mean, now because we, we experience them every week and it's, it's always like, well, sometimes they're corny, sometimes they're good. Who knows? Um, but I think when we look at it as a whole, it's, it's part of their whole library. So the thing I always like to bring up, Alex, had they not given primetime players that weird little run that they didn't need, New Day would have just smashed the record by now. Yep. Yeah, no, that, was, that was a really big misstep on the part uh, of the bookers there. Um, I really enjoyed the hell out of this match. I loved it, the way it started with Luke Gallows immediately wrecking both Kofi and, uh, and Biggie on the outside, and then Anderson and Gallows trading big moves on Xavier, just trying to put him away from the very beginning. Uh, yes, I mean, Biggie hot tag is a fire. Uh, I mean, that he seems to have righted himself on the spear through the ring ropes uh, to the apron to the outside, and he's not killing himself anymore, which is good. Um, I uh, I like the whole thing. I mean, there, there, I don't know what it was. I can't really describe it. There was a, a double-team move that was kind of like the doomsday device, but it was a neck breaker that they did on Woods that I thought he was dead, and he kicked out. Like, that was really, really they, good. They've been pretty liberal, like, with a few exceptions – you can't really say the WWE doesn't let them do this, this, and this move anymore. I saw, oh my God, the Bulldog uh, that, that American Alpha is doing now, that the Steiners used to do. Jesus. Yeah. The move that um, Tony Nese finished Cedric Alexander with, they wouldn't have allowed that a few years ago. They wouldn't have allowed it. And yeah. I thought this was, this was good stuff. It was it was really cool to see. It was E and Woods. I really love Woods as uh, what he does in the ring. Like he's he's a great underdog, um, but he's still uh, cocky, which is really cool. Uh, I, I I really like the the dynamic of those two. Um, I I thought it was a, a good thing that that Anderson was cheating, but he had the tights, and then Woods rolled through and he had the tights. So it's fine. Turnabout's fair play. They still cheated, but they cheated, you know, basically to get back at the guys for cheating for them. Uh, and I do. I like. I like that. That. Um, that Steph and Mick Foley are making them defend it right up until they break that record. I think that's a good story. We had Sasha Banks, Charlotte. This went on early in the show. It ended at a double count. Mick Foley said, "No, no, no." This is going to happen later in the night. We got a couple backstage promos in the interim. They got to stop scripting Sasha Banks. I hate it. It wasn't as bad as usual, but they got to stop it. Then they had a kick-ass match at the end. And I don't know if you all see this on Twitter a lot. A lot of the people that like push women's wrestling will, will shit on a lot of the stuff at the top, which is weird to me. I think these two consistently have just unbelievable, fantastic matches. And the bar that they have just... They kept. They keep raising, raising, raising. I don't know how people can deny that anymore, but there are some still some people uh, that, that kind of hate on it, and I'm, it's so it weirds me out so much because they did they did so much in this match. They've had many different types of matches, from just a straight up match to a hell in a cell match to one where Sasha beats the hell out of her with a Singapore cane. Like that was one of the most savage kendo stick beatings I've ever seen. Uh including one right to the crotch of Charlotte. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. She went for a kick, and Sasha didn't mean to, but thwack right between the legs. A damn. That looks like that hurt. 
uh, Charlotte does a moonsault off the announce table down. I kind of wish she just would have caught her and done the AJ Styles reverse DDT because she could hit that if she wanted. Charlotte gets this disgusting boot to the chest of Sasha Banks. Um, there's a natural selection off the stairs. There's a figure four on the on the floor, and then Sasha cracks her with the cane again. There's a lot of fun. The knees from the barricade to the floor. Then finally, Sasha Banks taps out Charlotte with the bank statement. Damn, I love this, and I'm cool with them doing the hot potato. I like that they're doing the hot potato with the title because any given night, one of these two can beat each other. Hey, you're in one's hometown. Who gives a shit? They're winning the title. Now, maybe I didn't feel that way when Sasha got beaten in her hometown, but they don't care about feel-good moments. They don't care about runs. They don't care about anything. Damn, I'm over the moon about this. Trina, your thoughts. Oh, I'm so about it. Um, you know, and I'm glad to hear you talk about it this way so enthusiastically because, um, you know, I'm a big Lucha Underground fan. I, I love seeing, you know, Sexy Star obviously is amazing. Uh, seeing the women go with the guys. Intergender matches are, are my favorite. I'm a um, giant Ivelisse fan. Ivelisse right. changed my mind on intergender matches. Right. And, and, you know, like this is the thing. Like I think we just need to get used to seeing women in powerful situations and, and you know, being in danger and getting out of it. And, and so it's like I feel men are a little too uncomfortable with it um you know they're too uncomfortable with seeing little Sasha getting beaten up by by Charlotte and that's I think that's some of the fatigue that people are feeling is is uh they they just don't like how violent these matches keep increasingly getting um but I'm telling you guys uh, as a woman as a champion of of uh women's wrestling and intergender matches we have to keep pushing the envelope for everybody to get used to this sort of thing um you know Sasha and, and Charlotte are just getting they're getting better and better with each match. I know, you know, in the early matches, people were cringing and things like that, but um, you have to give them time to get experience and, and give them these matches to really, you know, work through all the stuff. Yeah. There, Alex, there they were did so much cool shit. They really did. There were many, many moments in this match where I, I, I made this face, you know, like it was one of those things like, like the, the double knees, off the barricade, is, it seems like a very simple thing because it's not from that high. But the way Charlotte hit, she just smacked and stayed there. There was no bounce, nothing. It just looked like she was just just ruined by that move. But speaking of being ruined, like they had to know this is because in another arena, you couldn't finish the match this way. They had Sasha take her up the, ring, the, the, the arena steps put her through the railing in between these two things and then do the bank statement, pulling her back across that railing. Like that can't happen in every arena because not every arena is designed that way. It was perfectly, perfectly put together and, and what a great way to end this. And also let's, let's, let's not forget that earlier in the night, Sasha Banks dedicated her win to Ric Flair. And I was like, Oh, that, that not only is a stretch, but like that's a bad omen. Now Rick's gonna come show up and cost and cost Sasha the match, because that's just kind of what they do. But nope, he did show up at the end. He raised Sasha's hand and gave her a hug, and it was like, well, let's all forget about the horrible things that Ric Flair did when he yes. was Charlotte's manager, because that <laughs> none of that happened. Just forget that about was it. Like, okay, like one on. problem was the lack of continuity that we we always speak about. Yeah. All in all, I thought this was a damn good raw. As I mentioned on Twitter, a lot of time I catch up on these shows. Alex covers it. Mike Straw does it on Twitter. I write the stories in association with Raw, like if a championship changes hands, unless we're about to do a podcast like tonight, then Carlos does it. Sitting through commercials goes a long way for me, but even if I did, I, this would have been a good show to me. And that's two weeks in a row. That doesn't happen a lot these days. Six hours in a row of good Raw – Hey, that's promising to me. I'm happy. I'm optimistic. Because SmackDown is consistently at least decent. Now, I wonder how I'll feel about it tomorrow night after I'm watching three hours of wrestling as well. But either way, Fightful.com is the place to get it, guys. MMA, wrestling, boxing. If you don't like one of one or the other of those, go to Fightful.com slash MMA slash wrestling slash boxing. We do video podcasting five to seven times a week. We're going to have a ton all throughout this week, including – 
the show with Matt Riddle on Thursday, exclusive to members for at least the first few days. We keep that exclusive to members. When I say that Matt Riddle does not give a shit about burning bridges, I cannot properly convey that until you watch that show. The utter lack of shits that he gives about any any working relationship, it's magnificent and it makes for a great show. Also, uh, on last week's show, we covered the topic of forced circumcision. So if you guys are, are into learning about that, Matt Riddle Podcast is the place to be. And Fightful is the place to be for all your wrestling, MMA, boxing news, exclusives, interviews, podcasts, videos, and photos. We've got all kinds of multimedia up there. Also forums. Maybe you want to talk about movies, TV, video games, action figures, wrestling, MMA, boxing. Head on over to our forums as well. Share the page. Let people know about it. Now, as I mentioned Wednesday, we will be on a conference call. Uh, Fightful.com will be myself and David Tease. And, uh, of course, Showdown Joe and I will talk about this Wednesday. There's an announcement that GSP, Donald Cerrone, Tim Kennedy, Cain Velasquez, and former Bellator president Bjorn Rebney have an industry-changing announcement. Now, it's likely to be something involving a, a union. Now, I don't know how promising that is that Bjorn Rebney is involved, who – hasn't been involved in anything since uh, since Bellator two years ago, two and a half years ago, and wasn't that user or wasn't that fighter friendly back then? From from what I've gathered, as I've I've been working on a, a Scott Coker Bjorn Rebney long form article for about for months months, and I don't get a lot of positive reception out of that. Trina, before we talk about uh, House of Hardcore this weekend, <laughs> what do you think of this announcement of an announcement? Whew. Um, well, so this is breaking news to me, um, you know, because I, I didn't see that at all. So that I'm hearing this for the first time. This is amazing because I've talked about the possibility of a union before in MMA. Um, you know, when you say those names, my first thought is, are they big enough names for to carry this, to carry it off? I, I don't know, you know, and, and Donald Cerrone is, a, right. is one who is he said he would love to be the face of a union. Mm-hmm. And, and I love Donald Cerrone, but he's not the one. Uh, but at the same time, if you, you look at what happened this year in MMA, um, we don't have the same names that we used to have. I mean, if you did this, you tried this a year ago and you had John Jones and Ronda Rousey trying to do a union, then that's a different story. Um, but we don't have the same stars. And so I don't know if these names that you, that you just said, you know, are enough. So we'll see. I would love, you know, I, I feel like a union is a pipe dream. Um, so I'll, I'll believe it when I see it. I think most forms, like from pro wrestlers to MMA fighters to nurse aides, they, they need unions, need unions. You got to have somebody representing the labor that you do. Now, Fightful.com is going to be all over the place this weekend. Like I said, two Bellator events, UFC, WWE, Ring of Honor. Alex and Trina are going to be at House of Hardcore this weekend. Alex, what are you looking forward to? Well, believe it or not, this is my very first ever live wrestling event. What? In my life. Yeah. So I'm jumping in with I both you get going to the and house you know what? hardcore. You might get to see somebody get hit in the crotch with a kendo stick at this one. I'm so looking forward to it. <laughs> now, Trina, you are all over the place. Like, mm-hmm. I'd be more surprised <laughs> if you weren't going to this show. Right, uh, right. Anything in particular you're looking forward to? Um, it'll be my first House of Hardcore show. Um, you know, I met, I actually, like, I wanted to go for a really long time, um, you know, and, and I'm actually going to Chikara right before and then in Chicago and then heading up to Milwaukee for House of Hardcore. Um, and so I'm really, really excited about it. I'm excited for Alex. Um, you know, watch my Twitter. I might be posting videos of him. I'm, I'm a huge market at live shows. So if you've never seen me at a live show, uh, prepare i prepare for that and like i said i'm gonna get alex into it it's gonna be a good time i need to get you all to come to the uh nxt stuff in columbus during the arnold classic that is great slash miserable because it's like seven hours in a row of wrestling for two straight days but you get to see everybody wrestle like multiple times like you're probably gonna get to see nakamura wrestle three or four times uh you really get to see how people are growing like that's where i would get to see Dana Brooke months before she was on TV and Alexa Bliss. And you're like, oh, shit. She got really good really quick. So um, the Midwest is getting some 
Midwest is delivering with that indie wrestling and Trina, you're always there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's, there's a lot specifically going on in the St. Louis, Kansas city area. Um, you know, I have another podcast that I do called Indie Pop for the New Age Insiders. Uh, we talk about it. There's a new organizations popping up and obviously the one with Michael Elgin, that's, that just came up. I mean, that literally has happened in three weeks. Um, you know, I started hearing rumors about it and I started texting people and they're like, no, it's happening. Like Elgin's, he's, he's on it. Um, and things have been happening so fast. And, and so I knew about the, the ring announcer thing for a while. Um, but he, he's moving faster than anybody can keep up with. And, and so it's really exciting. You know, we're going to do some big shows and he's getting really big names. There were the lists that I want to see, you know, Jericho's list is one thing, but I think Elgin's list of people that, uh, volunteered to be on the show, but couldn't make it work, I think is going to be insane. So just FYI, look out for that. Lots of cool stuff coming up. Alex, I'm sure you can go to the Columbus NXT stuff because I'm sure your wife would be super cool with you making a seven-hour trip just weeks after the birth <laughs> of your first child. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm sure she's all for it. <laughs> Somebody says, Sean Ross Sapp, do you have a Friday co-host yet? We got some stuff coming, guys. We got lots of stuff coming. Do I have a Friday co-host? Do I have Friday co-hosts? do i have even one i don't know maybe i do guys fightful.com visit share reddit facebook facebook groups really help twitter uh follow us online at fightful online we are ramping up our facebook page everything from stories to memes to if i can figure out how to do the live videos on there i do it on my personal facebook but um like I, don't, I haven't figured out how to do it on the, the business Fightful page yet. If I can, I'll do like short daily news updates and, you know, promote the page, cool stuff like that. Um, but the Friday thing, we're, we're talking, we're, we got some stuff coming. Somebody says Santino Morella, new SRS co-host. Santino Morella is one of like 74 people that we have had conversations with and – Maybe had an agreement with, maybe talked to, and then they do their own show afterwards. Like, if if a pro wrestling personality has started a podcast within the past three months, I guarantee you we have about 95% of them we have talked to. So, there you go. Somebody says, Sean, is Alex wearing a do-rag? He is not. I wish he was. No. Well, last last week I was for the promo because I had to get into character. But did you just have one? Well, I mean, you do a lot of theater stuff, so I wouldn't be that. Surprised. Well, no, I mean, I'm a guy who shaves his head, so uh, ah. so it comes in handy if I'm if I'm out doing stuff, so the sweat doesn't get in my eyes. Somebody says Vince Russo is the CM Punk of fightful. No, here's the deal with Vince, guys. Vince didn't want to cover wrestling anymore. Me and Jimmy didn't want somebody at Fightful who didn't want to cover wrestling anymore. We're not a political site. We work with a political site. We work with Trig Tent all the time. If Vince wants to write for Trig Tent, I'm sure that Trig Tent will have him. But uh, this isn't Trig Tent. This is Fightful.com. And uh, if Vince doesn't want to cover wrestling anymore, then we had to part ways, unfortunately. Uh, still get along great with Vince. I'll not mention the feuds that he's having right now on twitter but yeah there's no like banishing the name of vince russo or anything i think we still do ads for some of the articles that he wrote actually so he says get scott hall to be the new co-host that's a guy that i've actually pitched the name of before uh it's just a matter of getting him to respond to emails hey i'm saving this for the q a fightful thing i'll let you in behind on all the behind the scenes shit on a different show uh, also, the show is on uh, iTunes now. Go subscribe. Subscribe to us on uh, YouTube. Leave us a thumbs up. Somebody says, will you have any upcoming interviews with past WWE talent? Go ask us these questions on the Fightful.com forums. Trina, anything to leave the people with before we go? Um, look out for my Twitter because I, I'm really I'm going to document this whole process with Alex and House of Hardcore. Um, it's going to be a great time. So watch out for that. I hope that Alex does the Dana Brooke getting someone's attention, agging them on deal that he did last week throughout the whole show. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I'll be able to stop myself. I'm going to be so excited. 
Alex, anything to tell the people before we go? Um, no, just uh, look out uh, for my uh, preview of SmackDown, which will be up tomorrow. Uh, and then uh, I will have a full preview and predictions for TLC at the end of the week. Twitter, Facebook, at Fightful Online, Fightful.com. You can follow me at Sean Ross Sapp. I am hashtag verified. You know, me and Matt Riddle and Showdown Joe, just a few verified bros. You know, not these winkers wouldn't know anything about, but maybe we can change that, guys. Thank you guys so much for joining us at always, as always. Really appreciate it. Somebody says, my wife gets pissed every time she hears what's up, you guys. You know what? You should probably divorce her then. As I'm about to divorce this podcast. See you later, guys. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.